I've got Keith Beist here with me from Second Randolph CRC, uh, and Keith uh, has been on before, maybe twice before, so we don't have to rehash the, the backstory stuff, but uh, tell me about that light hanging behind your head, Keith. I think that's what we're doing today. <laughs> oh, I would be happy to. Uh, yeah. I've told people I have the that there's probably no other pastor studying the denomination that has something like this. So this is, this is unique and it has a bit of a story that uh, has kind of been uh, important to me. Uh, so this was um, one of the original lights hanging in the sanctuary of our, of our, uh, san- uh, of our church building and hanging there for years. And um, yeah, it, it, it fit, it did the job. The lighting in there was always a little bit dim. And the guy who maintained the lights, which was not an easy job, no. uh, he passed away. And so they kind of kept getting dimmer as bulbs kept going out and different things. Eventually, in about 2002, they decided to, to buy new lights. And it was a bit of a process, but they eventually got new lights in. Um, so and then I got a, an electrician and some guys from church came here on a Saturday to take the old lights down, start on the work of putting the new lights up. And the first one they did, they got the scissor lift up from Sam's well drilling. They got a scissor lift here. They got it up there and, and dropped the light, Ooh. got it detached and it, it came down quicker than they were anticipating. It actually landed on the back of a pew and just shattered in a million pieces. Uh, so it ended up this tangle of, of wires and metal and glass on the floor. And it's like, okay, what do we do? They grabbed a trash can from the church basement, put all the pieces in there, moved on to the next light. The rest of them came down fine. The rest of them they sold off to uh, like an antique dealer and uh, a couple of them to a a church up north. And uh, then there was one light left in the trash can. It sat in the guy's garage for uh, about 12 years. And then he was retired and he decided he was gonna rebuild that light. Hmm. And so he and another guy from church, uh, they, straightened all the metal out, rewired the whole thing, went to a stained glass dealer in Madison and got some stained glass to match the original. And uh, this guy happens to work with stained glass. And so he did all the work himself on that. And, and that was 2014. And then there wasn't really a, wasn't sure what to do with it. So he just hung it up in his garage. But then about 2020, he moved needed to do something with this light and uh showed me it told me the story and now i have it hanging here in the corner of my study we had a guy jerry streakster from our church wired it in and it's got its own switch and uh for me it's become a symbol of god's work in my life in our lives um, and I might talk about it on Sunday morning a little bit as, uh, you know, that, that tangled heap of mm. wires and mangled metal. Um, and then God takes us and rebuilds us, restores us. And you let your little light shine. So 
So that's kind of right there. People stop in and ask about it and I get a chance to tell them the story. And it's just a good reminder for me to hang in there in the corner of the office. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what way does it relate to what you're doing on Sunday? You said you might share it on, on Sunday. Yeah. I'm doing I mean, other a, than, other than being the gospel. <laughs> exactly. Jesus, Jesus saves yeah. sinners. Right. But, uh, it could what, fit almost any Sunday. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm going to preach on sanctification this mm-hmm. Sunday. So I'm doing a series called them big words as in, uh, why do we have to learn all them big words? That's right. So we did, uh, Trinity and depravity and election. And last week was justification. Uh, this Sunday is sanctification. So talk about how God works on us, rebuilds us, shapes us, molds us, uses us. Yeah. What uh, second uh, Corinthians three about reflecting his glory. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just, uh, and it's fairly early in the week. So you've got time to work on the sermon yet. I won't ask you to give the whole sermon. Uh, but someone says what you, you talked about justification last week. Uh, how is sanctification different than justification? How would you go about that? Hmm. Well, justification, we, we talked about how it is God uh, accepting us. I mean, the the issue is we go on this lifelong quest of self-justification. Hmm. And the, the text was the, the Pharisee and the tax collector. Um, the tax collector, Jesus said, went home justified before God. And God accepts us in Christ apart from our, our doing and sanctification flows out of that. God continues his work on us by his spirit. Uh, so I guess, uh, yeah, the catechism, you know, it says it's split up into three parts, right? And the, the second part may be focusing more on, on justification in Christ. And the third part more focused more on the, the work of the Holy spirit sanctifying us. So I guess, you know, corruption is kind of the, the issue, you know, and, and even after being justified through the blood of Christ, we still have this corruption that comes because of our sinful nature and because of our own sinfulness. And God loves us too much to leave us that way. And mm. so he, he works on us and, and calls us to participate in that, that work, uh, that project of, of renewal, restoration. Do you ever have a hard time thinking about, I mean, I, I do sometimes, or maybe you've gotten questions as a pastor, like there seems to be like a fine line when you, when you talk about sanctification, we first, you first talked about it as, uh, the work of the Holy Spirit and God's work in us and this untangling, right? Loves us too much to leave us how we are. But then you also mentioned, uh, that we participate in this. Is that ever like a, a challenge for people in your congregation? I've I've had students who that's like, well, that kind of sounds like works, right? Uh, how do you deal with that tension, right? It's it's all it's all God, uh, but yet I'm asked to participate. Yeah, 
It's a good question, Zach. And, and yeah, it is something that I have talked through with, with people and maybe I've had a good answer at times, maybe not at other times. Um, I, the, I mean, it, it shows up in the, the third part of the catechism, right? It's, 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 it's a part of the, the gratitude project of uh, responding to, to God's grace. Um, we come to see ourselves differently, you know, through the, through the eyes of Christ. And yeah, he, he works on us and it's done in relationship. Hmm. Uh, so that relationship, I think, yeah, it's, I call it a, a project, but it's, it's more about a relationship. Yeah. I don't know that the image of the, the, the light is helpful for me. And then the, the biblical image of, of potter and the clay. Mm. Um, but yeah, there are a lot of places in scripture, though, where it adds other images. And, and maybe that's the key is to, to take the fullness of scripture. So the potter and the clay image focuses on God's work and the work of sanctification. Sure. But then there's also Timothy where it's about, you know, physical training is of some value. Yeah. Um, we just did spiritual. We just did First so, Corinthians with with the yeah. youth group, and early on, I forget chapter two or chapter three, he talks about building on the foundation as as mm-hmm. Paul's work, and in some sense it's lasting, in some sense it might not be, uh, but the foundation is laid, and it's got to be Christ. But then there is an effort of the minister in this capacity, but but the the follower of Jesus to to build, to work, to make an effort to construct something on this foundation that you've been given, you know, justification freely. So, yeah, some powerful images uh, in Scripture, and some of them juxtaposed ever so slightly, not something we can't deal with. But Yeah, sometimes the Bible says you are holy. Sometimes the Bible says in a command, be holy, mm. you know. Mm. So, yeah, it is a both and when it comes to sanctification. And I think that's one of the reasons to to preach a series like this once in a while and go through these major doctrines is it is helpful to have those distinctions in mind that, you know, justification is, is all God. Um, but then by his grace, he enables us to participate in the, the work of sanctification. Yeah. Hey, how can we be praying for you or second Randolph? Uh, one of the things I guess it's on my uh, hard is the, the, the earthquake in uh, Turkey and Syria. Um, we support a missionary couple serving in Istanbul, uh, Turkey, and he's a, a son of our congregation. And they have, um, over the last five years or so had a, a kind of a special outreach to, uh, and I wrote the name down cause it's hard to say Karaman, Kar, Karaman Marash. We just call it Marash. Um, but anyways, for me. a lot of the um, donations that we give as a, a church go to that special outreach. And that's where the epicenter of the earthquake was and right near the, the Syrian border there. So there's a small group of Christians, you know, um, kind of the nucleus of a new church starting. There aren't too many churches at all in that area. Um, so feel a connection there. Um, just 
as a world citizen, but also uh, through mission efforts that we've been a part of. And it is kind of neat to hear a little bit already of the Christians in that area responding. Um, they don't have a strong presence, but uh, they're doing what they can. And there seems to be an openness maybe uh, from the general population to um, connect with them that, that there often isn't. So just bring uh, praying for them and for all affected. What about uh, um, at Second Randolph? Uh, not that you, there has to be needs, but more local. Yeah, uh, we're, we had a worship committee meeting last night and I don't know, starting to think about uh, Lent, we, a couple years ago, we started a, a series of services on Thursday nights during Lent. We have a simple meal and then a half hour time of worship each Thursday night during Lent. And, and that's been a really meaningful thing. So kind of preparing for that uh, again. And so some, yeah, just prayers for, for, for that. And Jem's ministry is kind of had a bit of a lull during COVID and it's coming back. And so I'm excited about that, but Great. eager to see that continue to grow. Well, thanks for your time today, Keith. Blessings on your sermon prep and uh, appreciate the image of the light as we think about our justification and ongoing sanctification.